Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Here's Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. How did we even get on the topic? Somebody had handed me a story. Is the air fryer all hype? I'd never even heard of it before. Um, did you it, actually read the article? Yeah, yeah, I did. And and what they what they say? What they figure out? What would you expect it to be in uh, modern journalism? They quote like a man on the street who said it's the greatest thing ever, and then they quote like some woman on the street who says, "I think it was terrible." One tweeter said, "Yeah, that was oh, it. Great. That was pretty much it." Huh. But it was. Um, Information about an air fryer, and I guess they're super popular. So we so we asked about it, and we started getting texts about it. Yeah, a buddy of mine was texting me. He loves it. Don't get anything smaller than a five quart air fryer. Pretty much worthless. Too see, small. See, that's the sort of tips I'm looking for. Yeah, I don't want to make any rookie mistakes. What's a what's a small one? I got it from Bed Bath and Beyond. I'm sure you can find one twenty percent off. Blah blah blah. I'll run you about seventy bucks. Somebody said they're between seventy and three hundred. Um. Get an air fryer, Jack. I trashed my oven, microwave, crock pot, and toaster after I bought one. Never looked back. I don't need a toaster or a microwave anymore. I'm probably going to heat up coffee. Not going to do nah, that. Just air fry it up. Huh? Maybe. <laughs> I'm, I feel like second degree burns. <laughs> this one kind of sold it for me. Tater tots are to die for in the air fryer. Oh, that's yes. pretty much all I need to know. Wow. Here's Emerald trying to sell me one. I'm clicking around online. Emerald is really old and fat now. Does he still do the bang? Oh, I thought you were talking about like a text or an emailer we know. No, you yeah, remember Emerald? Chef. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we're going to yeah. take it up a notch. Bang, more garlic. Wow, you mentioned the uh, I thought gourmet. you were saying about somebody who regularly like emails this. Oh, boy, Emerald's old and fat. One of the early celeb chefs of the, the crisp. Yeah. yeah, he started the Food Network. But I'm looking at the Gormia one that somebody mentioned. The uh-huh. seven-quart one From is Costco? 85 bucks at Kohl's. What? Yeah. I'm less than a C-note away from enjoying this? Yeah. Why says don't you can I have cook, one already? says you can cook bacon in it, and it's great. Um, a quick dessert, you can cook up some bananas. Ooh, then you got the Ninja SP-101 foodie. 8-in-1 digital air fry, large toaster oven, flip away for storage. Dehydrate, it'll dehydrate for you. Another text. Go look at them first, though. They're much larger than you would imagine from the picture. Huh. Interesting. Some are so large, like a toaster, blah, blah, blah. you got to have room to put it up. Okay, whatever. You can cook a delicious steak in an air fryer. Rub the steak with a little oh. olive oil and a generous amount of salt and pepper oh. before cooking, and then bang! Bang! Wait a steak. minute! We like sweet potato fries and Brussels sprouts. Get out of here with your vegetables. Fry up chickpeas. I don't think I've ever had chickpea. Bagel dogs, you fools. Oh, that oh. was from what I was talking about earlier. I, okay, I might be sold on the air fryer. There you go. You know, my wife won't allow these in the house, and I'm afraid to say why. Is it a religious thing? No, it's she's afraid they'll explode. You know, like the pressure cookers, people use them as bombs or something. She's afraid something's going to happen it's, in the house. They have similar words, but they're very different technology. Well, yeah, thing. this is just a convection oven. Yeah, uh, what, how big what is, is this thing? What does it actually do? I mean, what what is it that what it is, fries the air? There by cooking your food, but it just doesn't really. Fa- <laughs> but it just doesn't weigh faster than a regular oven, does it? Because that's one of the knocks from the article I read about it. It's just it's just a convention over. Why is everybody making a big deal out of this? I'm thinking mm. it's got to be faster or something. Yeah, it's got to be because it's smaller. It takes a while to preheat an oven and, and get it roaring and the rest of it. Okay. Although I, my uh, 
Our toaster oven has a convection setting, come to think of it. Aren't you so fancy? You also have a bidet, so yeah, you should have a conversation. I do. <laughs> His pinky's raised during this whole conversation. Naturally. Uh, first of all, air fryers don't actually fry. Instead, the food goes into a perforated basket, and the machine cooks the food by blowing hot air around it. Your mother goes in a perforated basket. <laughs> I don't think that helps with the conversation. Yeah, what, what was that? <laughs> a drive-by. Uh, the force of the air produces a convection oven effect. That cooks and browns the exterior of the food. As long as the temperature of the air reaches more than uh, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, yeah, you're essentially just holding a blow dryer to your chicken until it's done. Now, I'm <laughs> I'm looking at this seven-quart job, which is plenty big enough, and it's 16 by 14 by 16 inches. That's not that big. Guys, I, uh, so I'm teased by this text. I saw the first four, few words. Guys, I love my air fryer, but. So I had, oh. to, so I had to click on it. Huh. Guys, I love my air fryer, but I got rid of it when I got the Ninja Foodie. It yes. air fries, pressure cooks, slow cooks, and much more beautifully. I don't know what that means. Okay, so you just got a, a more complete air fryer. You didn't abandon it. You yeah. just well, that's the one that I was could... just talking about. Now, that's uh, $179.99 at the Bed Bath & Beyond. Oh, this must be beyond. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't take that to bed with you. Can you point oh. me towards your Beyond section, please? Don't throw it in the bath. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you hate your wife, I guess. <laughs> wow. Dark. I air fry breaded shrimp a lot. Smiley face emoji. The smiley face emoji seems to really like the breaded shrimp. Wow. Okay. So yeah. I might be getting the ninja. Although sometimes, you know, the more options, I don't like it. It, it, it kind of you know it makes it cumbersome the one thing I'm going to use the most. Very regularly, the, the more options that I'm never going to use, I, I don't need those. I'll have to look into this. Mm. This is clearly a craze I must embrace. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, they got pizza in this one. Oh, yeah. I wonder what it does to a Pop-Tart. Makes it hot. I thought you were going to say, I don't know, I'm not a child. That's the sort of thing you usually say. Yeah, I usually do. I'm off my game today, sorry. <laughs> you child? I think we got one of those, uh, I can never remember the name, the the quick cooker, the the slow pot, the super pot. The neti pot. No, wait, that's the nasal thing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm not using that. Don't make your tea in a neti pot. Uh, But seriously, Sean, what what was that uh, thing again? Is it a... Quick pot, God, I, it was like it was a pressure cooker, but it had a fancy name for it. Yeah, we got one of those based on everybody's recommendations, and I think we've used it once. Yeah. Well, when I start making these or start making food with it, I will uh, let you know all about it. Chances are the air fryer I buy will be sitting next to the wooden Nordic ski machine <laughs> at my garage sale next year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Nordic Track! We endorse the Nordic Track in North Carolina. They got one for it. Got too. the best one. When I used it some rich Carolina wood. I used it maybe a total of 15 minutes. <laughs> How many times did you move it? <laughs> oh, boy. At uh, least... I did at least once. Oh, I'm at least five. Oh, wow. Do at you still have it? Five. No, no, no. And <laughs> then, then they, the best part is you can't get rid of a Nordic tracker. At least you couldn't at the time. I would go to the Goodwill. No, 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 no. Look back there. And they got like 10 of them. We don't need any more Nordic tracks. <laughs> and I finally drove behind a, be- a, a, a Goodwill place, dropped it off, and took it off, <laughs> which is basically dumping garbage. Yes. And that thing was yes. expensive. No, no. We get, Trust me. We got plenty of Nordic tracks. No, stop. <laughs> yeah, get out of here. If you take that out Nordic of your track. car, we're going to beat the crap out of you. <laughs> <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. 
Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Godzilla's out there and he's hurting people and we don't know why. The Kong bows to no one. Well, got to tell you, I didn't learn a lot from that. <laughs> that was just a bunch of noise, although oh. I did hear one woman say Kong bows to no one. That's the new yes, that was good stuff. King Kong versus Godzilla Boom. trailer. I didn't Boom. even know there was a movie coming. How does it how does it visually look, Sean? You know, uh, never mind his review of it. I just find it a mark of how politically divided we are these days that giant Japanese lizards and then and enormous apes are at each other's throats. It's more partisanship. Uh, I mean, just from the trailer alone, uh, I tweeted out a screenshot. I believe the moment when King Kong punches Godzilla in the face while standing on top of an aircraft carrier has got to be the greatest movement moment in cinema history. Um, this is everything I could ever possibly want from a movie. Uh, this is a beautiful thing. Now it is, it is taking, uh, they're kind of doing with these kaiju, the, the the monster movies, what they did with the Avengers. These two, this is the, I guess, a trilogy. Uh, Kong Skull Island and Godzilla King of the Monsters are both kind of prequels to this movie. Oh. They've been meeting, uh, angling towards this confrontation right. now. The I, fight everybody was asking well, for. Well, is this something my kids could see, or is it a darker take on King Kong that includes, like, pedophilia and Islamofascism? Oh, no, this, geez. I believe they're all rated PG-13. Um, I, I He's fully, an ape. I don't think he has any religion. Religious beliefs. I fully believe um, that they they should be fine for for kids, but I also okay. have no gauge on what right. is kid appropriate or not. Uh, but they're PG thirteen. It seems much more in the genre of uh, action figures smashing into each other than any sort of serious social commentary. I realize I could secure this knowledge with a single click of my mouth, Sean, but um, <laughs> I'm always curious how Godzilla or Gojira, I prefer the original Japanese. Gojira? Like mm-hmm. yes. I'm not saying um, that. Yes. Um, uh, how is he portrayed? Is he the classic, more or less, a Tyrannosaurus crossed with a crocodile? <laughs> or, uh, yeah, with the, with the Stegosaurus uh, backing. Uh, oh, yeah, right, right, right. right. Um, yeah. They seem to have given uh, a little bit more arm reach than your typical kind of Tyrannosaurus-looking uh-huh. uh, Godzilla. But yeah. he, he's got the, whatever his dragon breath move thing is. I think there's Just... a moment in the trailer that, that people are, are overlooking where King Kong has some sort of shield or axe. He's using tools. He has advanced wow. to the Stone Age. This is this oh is important God. stuff. Does wow. Godzilla's size say, stay consistent? Because I remember as a child, sometimes he'd be as big as a building. Sometimes he'd be stomping on the buildings. Right. Well, they it have... varied from scene to scene. <laughs> yes. So for the, the 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 tale of the tape that I'm looking at, which is basing it off of the uh, this most recent kind of monster verse, right? Their most recent recent films. Uh, you got Godzilla tipping the scales at 164 tons and 355 feet tall. Now, so the tale of the tape in in Kong Skull Island, they have King Kong at 104 feet tall, but they mention he's not yet done growing oh okay. so we don't know how big he's going to be in this movie he's had years and you know who knows what sort of weight training maybe he's gone keto he could be just be really leaned out on this <laughs> did um, you say the crocosaurus rex is 300 feet tall uh 355 feet tall okay. uh 550 feet from the 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 top of his head to the tip of his tail hmm. well, well history shows again and again how nature points out the folly of men well will this show up on netflix or where uh this will be uh hbo max as well as a, okay. a theatrical release it's one of the first ones that's going to be released in parallel i, I don't have you HBO are max. unnaturally excited about this i don't John. believe you've ever canceled you your hbo subscription. Pipe that's down. true that's true i never canceled my hbo subscription 
Um, because of this, because of the Sopranos. Um, I got. Joe, did you not hear the part where I said King Kong punches Godzilla in the face <laughs> while standing on top of an aircraft right. carrier? Yes. yes, I did catch that. But thank you. <laughs> and you know what? We need to get from that to this transition music. A lot of people say masks make people look ugly. You can't see people's smiles. I think I think I actually look better with a mask. I might keep wearing it long after the pandemic. Slimming. I find myself doing like overly exaggerated like eye smiles yeah, at yeah, people trying absolutely. to. No, I'm, hey, um, this is me greeting you as a person yeah. existing I think in this everybody, space together. Everybody does that. It's instinctive. It's yeah. deep within us. Yeah. Well, speaking of which, guy got a face transplant and double hand transplant. Yeah. Successful. Yeah. Wow. Twenty-two year go. Two year, hmm, twenty-two year old guy in a horrible car wreck got burnt and everything, and uh, but it's come along well. I mean, it's 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 rough, but it's uh, and it's doable, and it will get better. Yes, absolutely. And yeah. having hands would be better than not having hands. I think we could all agree on that. Oh, that's incredible. Oh yeah, absolutely. Fell asleep while on his way home from work. Oh boy, hit um, the curb and flipped. But you know where we're headed toward. It'll happen soon. Head transplant. First head transplant. Yes. Then we're into a new world. Yes. And then the eternal question, did you have a head transplant or a body transplant? I clearly had a head transplant because I'm getting mine transplanted onto one of those Boston Dynamic robots. Yes. Uh, Yeah, I feel like that's the best long-term solution. Uh, Once I decide to go for the full head transplant route. If sure, you're, some days I'd do uh, dive and rolls, someday I'd pick up heavy boxes, some days I'd dance like those damn robots. <laughs> if you could, would you swap with a friend? Heads. <laughs> what kind of a question is that? <laughs> no, but no, you see, Michael, you go with your head. That's not, you don't get a new head. Your consciousness is not in your elbows. Unless your soul is in your chest, then you are your body. Your soul is what's important. Maybe I misunderstood. (laughs) If I swap heads with a friend of mine, I'm now on his body. Exactly. I got it backward. Uh, Which direction did I want to go? So we were talking about something that reminded me of something I thought was really important. Now I'll skip it. I'll come back to it later. Uber has made an acquisition. I'll bet Uber rides are way down, right? That's that's obviously true. If you think about it for a second, duh. Um, if flying's down 90%, then the number of people getting an Uber ride at the airport is down a lot. And nobody's going to a concert or a ball game or anything like that. So, yeah, Uber's got to be... Or just sharing a ride with a stranger, right, in, in theory. But Uber just acquired Drizzly, the alcohol delivery startup, for $1.1 billion. Because they think that's going to be huge like going forward, but certainly for the next year or so. Hello. Let's Uber. keep the party going. I got an app. You pansies! I can't believe you're stopping. This is what do you mean, Ross? On the way. This Look is at that. The ultimate it party. Shows the progress. He's right around the corner. Wow. So if you're too hammered to go get more, and you're out, you have it delivered. That's beautiful. If that had existed back when I drank, I probably would be dead by now. Because <laughs> running out and knowing I couldn't drive was what saved me many times. No, wow. we got to get another case for the free delivery. <laughs> yeah, I guess the in my younger booth. days, I'm... I wasn't nearly as stocked up as I am now. Yeah. Yeah, you just, you'd buy enough to drink that night and maybe underestimate a little bit. Maybe a couple of fellas come over. 
And then what do you do? Go to bed merely somewhat hammered? Certainly not. Uber's not stupid, and $1.1 billion is a lot. So obviously they think alcohol delivery is here to stay. Yeah, I have questions. What's the surcharge? I mean, I'm buying, a say, a $35 bottle of bourbon. What are they going to tack on there? Well, the main thing is, I think it's it's going to be it's going to make its money off of people that are inebriated, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and can't drive. That's that's yeah. the, the because the surcharge for that is like uh, several thousand dollars and maybe losing your license, right? Uh, if you go get it yourself. So whatever the surcharge is on the other end would be a good deal. Well, and you're drunk, so even if it's not a good deal, you probably don't care. Whatever, that's fine. Send. <laughs> I like you're watching the progress. Oh, look, he's just on a quarter. This is his real close. <laughs> Almost. Everybody there. calm down. <laughs> Put the he's music lit. back on. Spin around a quarter for like five minutes. Oh, he's going the wrong way. He's going the wrong way. Everybody, come on. We got to go get him. <laughs> oh, boy. That mm. will happen <laughs> in every town in America. He Welcome to Positive Sean's Drunk Theater. People are shouting out the window, out of here! <laughs> he must be stuck at the gate. Come on. <laughs> Hilarious. Armstrong and Getty. What is the problem? I've never seen anything like this. Is when you guys are supposed to cheer. Please spoil. Are you serious? Getty. Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Trump sure didn't drain any swamps, but when it comes to graft and corruption and everybody wetting his beak, California, yeah, that's a swamp too. We can't put up a housing unit for the homeless for less than 500 grand or build a rail line connecting the state for less than $200 million a mile, even though in France, with all their socialism, they did it for more like $15 million. California is a blue state that is completely held together by red tape. It's no wonder people are leaving in droves. So this gets to how I had some optimism yesterday for the first time, and I don't know how long, because I listened to Bill Maher and Sam Harris, some of the biggest... Um, most respected voices in progressivism complaining about things on their side that, uh, well, that's not, that's not even fair to say from their point of view. Things that are getting uh, the, the, the lumped together with their side and the moronic media and lumping it all together and acting like that's, that's part of where, uh, the left is nowadays. I hope it's not true. But anyway, Bill Maher complaining about California and how off the rails it is as a blue state. Um, he uh, he had more to say. Well, let's just hear this. Trump sure didn't drain any swamps, but when it comes to graft and... One of the casualties in this attack on the Capitol this month was Ashley Babbitt. She was a Trump-loving small business owner. She had a pool cleaning company right down the road here in San Diego. And maybe, since all politics is local, all she knew was that she lives in a state that seems to care more about her toxic whiteness than her toxic brokenness. And that the state that's run entirely by Democrats? Yeah, they didn't stop anyone from charging her 169% interest on a loan either. It shouldn't be that surprising that America is full of fed up, unhappy people who just want to break shit. 
toxic whiteness. We, yeah. We've been saying for some uh, time that um, well, I certainly believe that wokeism is a serious danger to this country, like a serious danger, serious threat. Bill Maher thinks so. So does Sam Harris. If you don't know who Sam Harris is, he's uh, he's uh, uh, bigger in the podcast world and YouTube world, which you, you can become your own star in just podcasts and YouTubes in the modern world. Oh, absolutely. World. Or TikTok or the gram. You don't need a TV show or a radio show. But he's really worried about wokeness. And he's he's... He is a liberal. He and I wouldn't agree on any of the major issues of the day, but we certainly agree on this. And um, there's a couple things he said in his most recent podcast that I thought was really good, but here's a little of it. The fact that Joe Biden just announced that his COVID relief package would be targeted to non-white people suffering the economic effects of the pandemic. Many of you have probably seen that video. He stepped before the cameras and said that this aid would preferentially go to people of color, Latinos. He threw Asians in there as though Asian Americans were an especially beleaguered bunch, even though in the aggregate they're doing better than anyone. This was an act of breathtaking political stupidity. Given the political needs of the moment, given the need to figure out how to build a bridge right of center, at a minimum, given the need not to confirm the paranoia of everyone right of center, that there's a tsunami of wokeness now breaking over all of society and the future for people who want to get beyond racializing every question in American life will be one of re-education by pink-haired lesbians. There is a culture war that needs to be won here, and racializing everything isn't the way to win it. That's that's good and, enough, Sean, and he, he goes on for some time on that. I thought that was just fantastic that a guy like him would call out what, to me, was just horrible. Joe Biden coming out and saying, <clears throat> yesterday, or last week, we're going to prioritize these minority groups right. with COVID relief. So I, Sam Harris points out, that not the alternative. We're going to prioritize people in the greatest financial need. Hello. Which is where most people are by far. Of course. With their, their ideas of how to handle these kind of situations. And it's just, it's, it's so frustrating. So the fact that he mentioned that and Bill Maher mentioned the the ridiculousness of of toxic whiteness. Now I suppose, you know, the, uh, the wokest of the woke would say, well, there's two old white males. And of course they feel that way, even though they're progressives and liberals. Um, the idea of your opinion being validated or condemned based on the color of your skin is repugnant. It's disgusting. Who had the guts to say that on any cable news show last week? No freaking buddy. Right. Was there anybody on MSNBC or CNN that wasn't applauding Joe Biden making that announcement and saying, wait a second, is that going to make things better? Is that right? Isn't that racism on its face for one thing? And isn't that just going to make us more divided? And And then just from a economic fairness standpoint why don't we just prioritize people who are in the greatest need it doesn't make any sense nobody that i'm aware of said that on msnbc or cnn or any of the alphabet networks for that matter i have not heard that argument it's that's incredible and so i have been mocking this for years whenever i hear anybody say that white people are so scared of the browning of america whenever i hear that i think you've got to be crazy i don't care at all i don't care if america is entirely brown or black in 20 years 
if, you know, we're, uh, we're still free and small government and living within our means and blah, blah, all the things I care about. The skin color matters to me not. But if you're going to do this, yes, I'm going to be concerned about the browning of America because the president of the United States, as of noon tomorrow, just made a statement that he's going to rig the game against white people. Right. If you're going to rig the game against white people, then I have to be concerned about the browning of America. Right. Right. That's it, terrible. Well, and was it uh, Sam Harris? Who, uh, yeah, he said you're you're driving. No, I'm, it, well, it was Van Jones, I heard, saying, you've got to be careful. We are driving working class, in particular, white America, into the arms of the radical right through the constant bashing. And and he's so right. You know, this poor gal from San Diego who died. Um, you know, she went down some some questionable roads online. The rest of it, but and we we condemn all political violence all the time. We condemned it last summer. We condemned it on January the seventh. Uh, what happened the previous day, and we'll condemn it going forward. But there's a difference between condemning it and and then and sticking your fingers in your ears, closing your eyes, na 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 na, and refusing to understand it. You take somebody particularly. Either in a central red state who feels like they have no representation in Washington, D.C., now that Trump is gone. Or you take somebody like that poor businesswoman in a blue state who feels like she has no representation in her state, and they forced her business closed, and she's going broke, and she's told she's an evil person because of the color of her skin, people tend to react somewhat desperately and angrily to that sort of abuse. So you're going to tell somebody who's got a small business who's white and struggling that, by definition, you're a racist. You just are. You and your wife and kids, you're all racist just by definition, which is the belief they're teaching in schools right now. Including in San Diego, where the poor gal lived. And because you're white, we're not going to give you money to help you with your business during this pandemic. Yes, even though you have been paying disproportionately higher taxes for a very, very long time. That's that's the going to bring people together policies? Wow. That's a terrible road to go down. Yeah. Terrible, terrible, terrible road to go down. And you got a couple of the biggest liberal voices in America saying that. Yeah. If you are not thoroughly cynical about politicians, and I mean all politicians, I don't know quite how to open your eyes. Can you imagine being willing to do something more evil than pitting us against each other based on small differences in ethnicity for political gain? To to spawn a a, a Balkans-style hatred, to try to recreate Rwanda, and and just a hundred other examples of tribal death, Malaysia, Sri Lanka, just it's everywhere around the world. We've we have to have made an enormous leap forward since the the heroes of the civil rights era and the rest, bringing everybody together, eliminating color lines, making the the rules of the game actually fair. And they're trying to undo it all for momentary political gain or because they've been indoctrinated into this horrific Marxist point of view. It, you know what? You got to fight it. You have to fight it. Well, thank God. You're going to lose your republic. Thank God. Actually, uh, Sam Harris and Bill Maher have way more followers than your cable news shows. I mean, it's not even close. Oh, yeah. Because he has millions of followers on his podcast and Bill Maher gets millions of people watching his show and cable news shows get hundreds of thousands. Well, and you've seen on the Bill Maher show, if some poor son of a gun uh, conservative dares disagree, the crowd, oh, no, 
I mean, his audience is wildly liberal. Right. So, but I'm just, that's why I had some optimism yesterday that a couple of voices that have way bigger ratings than a lot of your moronic cable news shows right. are saying, this is horrible. This whole toxic whiteness, um, uh, you know, prioritizing by race is terrible. It's a terrible, terrible, terrible idea. Yeah. Yeah. But the incoming president of the United States is proudly proclaiming oh. that's the policy. He got he got pulled that direction by the crowd that spends too much time on Twitter. I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's a politician. Oh, that's that's a, it's just a bad road to go down. Oof. What is that uh, saying you like about uh, tell me which uh, way the crowd is going? <laughs> right. Which way is the crowd going? I must get in front of them for I am their leader. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. Listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. For the first time, we have what I'm told is the first video, uh, exclusive video, out of this meeting today uh, between McCarthy and Trump. Uh, we'll watch it and react on the other side. I love you. You complete me. I'm not just. Shut up. Just shut up. You had me at hello. You had me at hello. <laughs> that is uh, obviously we have rolled the wrong clip, and we were we were sold a bill of goods here. I thought this was going to be of the uh, McCarthy and Trump meeting, and someone's going to be, of course, in. So. So you're not in trouble? Yeah, yeah, my okay. I my editing was terrible today. So are are you so you but you're not sure if that was on purpose and he just played it way too straight or somebody like was screwing with him which you shouldn't do. I was certain he was in on the joke until his reaction, which was very strange. It doesn't sound like he was in on the joke. It even had so they, it, it, they didn't accidentally press play because even on this thing it had the little watermark identifying it as the clip from the movie, which you have to do for uh-huh. copyright right. reasons or whatever, right? So the, it, somebody played it intentionally to what level Brian Williams' involvement was in on it. I don't so know. So was it a gag on him? I mean, it's obviously a, a Trump and McCarthy are, are total. Uh, you know what's for each other? They're in love. They're so stupid. I mean, that's somebody decided that yes. was funny. Yes. And if you despise Trump and McCarthy, I could see it being funny. No, if that was the old um, uh, who's the sportscaster who had the snarky MSNBC show for a while for a Keith Olbermann? Yeah, if that was Keith Olbermann, you'd know what was going on there. Sure, but Brian Williams doesn't do that sort of thing. He's a pretty straight news show. We had been just... sold a bill of goods uh, by whom? You, it's, you, you don't have a clip you haven't seen on a TV show. I mean, somebody's seen it. That's that's the thing that makes me question his his level. Because I don't feel like he would be like, okay, let's just run this thing I haven't seen yet. Yeah, uh, Maybe somebody thought it'd be funny to spring it on him, and he didn't think it was the least bit funny. That person, I'm interested in how else they misread rooms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They might not be working there anymore. Anyway, so cable ratings out. CNN beat Fox for the first time in like 25 years or something like that. They're crediting it to a huge drop off in Fox viewers for a lot of the uh, Biden stuff, and especially Inauguration Day was just blowout numbers for CNN and MSNBC, ah, yes. and hardly anybody watched it on Fox. So, you know, one day doesn't make a month, but there was a lot of that going on. So, well, you know, you'll have to see the coming months whether it means anything. And was it like the all day average rating we're talking about? Uh, it, was for, it was a month. 
They're looking at okay. a month or right. whatever. Okay. But um, breaking it down even further, one I don't know anything about Wall Street and short selling. I know I, I know barely anything. I know a lot about ratings, and so and I know enough about ratings to say you got to wait a while to see if anything is like actually changed. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and yeah. also, you get misled by demos. Sure. Um, people get all excited about demos that the radio station, TV station, whatever they weren't trying to get the demo you're talking about. Right. They don't care that they lost that crowd if they got more of a specific age. Exactly. To flip it on its head, you tell me what story you want to tell, and I will find you ratings that tell it. I haven't dug into this. There's a decent chance that they're talking about CNN beat Fox in overall viewers, but Fox still dominated among the, the what they call the money demo in TV is 18 to 49, which Fox would say, we're fine with that. So we lost kids and oldsters. We're fine. We want 18 to 49. So there is that to rating. Judging by the number of walk-in tub ads, uh, they want viewers over 49. <laughs> Unless that's caught on with the young. Millennials have killed tubs with sides. Yeah. Gen Z <laughs> loves the, uh, the, 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 the alert necklace. I've fallen, but I can't get up. What? <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, my 21-year-old daughter craves seeing Joe Namath pitch reverse mortgages or whatever the hell or Medic- <laughs> Medicare uh, supplement insurance. That's right. That's right. So the Come average on now. The average 28-year-old really follows the advice of Joe Namath? Oh yeah. But you got to be really older than me. Hey, hey. hey. Shut the hell up. Broadway Joe's talking. You gotta be Said older than no 20 year old ever. <laughs> well, you gotta be older than me to have direct knowledge of Joe Namath being a big deal. <laughs> um, yeah, and walk in tubs and also a lot of 25 year olds needing hearing aids. Sure. Of yeah. some sort. Oh, yeah. It's the, the dang uh, club music. It's the raves. <laughs> it's hurt their hearing. Anywho, um, they broke it down the ratings by uh, what your political leanings are. And if you lean Republican, um, your number one news source, 93% of people are on Fox that, that they choose Fox. Only 5% of people who are lean Republican choose MSNBC as their main news source. I can understand why. It's hard to imagine. Uh, but for people who lean Republican, Fox is a really big deal. 93% say that's their main news source. Then it drops way down to ABC News, CBS News, NBC News, that'd be the older crowd that still thinks the big three networks are looking out for you. (laughs) Then it drops down to tiny numbers for CNN, NPR, New York Times, and MSNBC. The other crowd, Democrat, lean uh, Democrat, 95% choose um, MSNBC as their choice. 91% 91% say the New York Times, uh, say the look at the New York Times every day. Obviously, yeah, you can list more than one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 87% NPR, 79% CNN. So I would say if there's anything you could take from this, it's spread out among more things among Lean's Democrat. They, so if I was a Democrat, I'd say oh, it just shows that we take in more information from more places because we're no, smarter. No, if I'm doesn't. on the other side, I would say <laughs> there are no options. None of these options listed. <laughs> Aren't left super left leaning uh, publications? Mm, yeah, MSNBC, New York Times, NPR, CNN, NBC News, CBS News, ABC News are all way left. Right, right. You've got one choice if you're going to take in, you know, any of those choices there. Now you said those were the numbers for lean Democrats. What about fat Democrats? Do they have different uh, habits, or uh, have I misunderstood? Food Network. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
Durr. What was I going to say only before six, that idiotic joke? Only uh, 6% of leaning Democrat choose yeah. Fox as a uh, oh, source. I was going to say, clearly MSNBC is uh, at least a nose ahead of CNN in winning the lefty crowd. I will tell you this without fear of contradiction. And it, it makes me insane hearing uh, progressives, as a guy who takes all of it in for a living, fixed news. Fox News is stupid. They're terrible. Here's your difference. Fox News opinion shows are opinion shows. Lefty opinion shows are opinion shows. Fox News news is news. Liberal channel news is opinion shows. They have no straight news. Brett Baer, Bill Hammer, that whole crowd, the the midday, the, I can't remember uh, the name of the show. Um, it's hardcore news, and it's highly critical of Republicans. The other thing I would say. it's legit to be. A number of the Fox News I show, shows I watch, they'll have a panel with a number of people that disagree completely yeah. on the topic of the day, whatever issue it is. I never see that on Brian Williams' show, where they have, you know, four people on and one of them is in great disagreement. Ever. Yeah. Never, ever, ever. And virtually every panel has a notable lefty on it who is treated with respect and asked to, you know, to explain themselves and the rest of it never shouted down. By the way, I watch MSNBC every night and I learn something from it. And if you only watch MSNBC or CNN, you should watch Fox because you would learn something from it. Take yeah. in both sides. It'd be a smart thing to do. That's my PSA of the day. Armstrong and Getty.